Welcome to the Art of Faith. I am Pastor Joshua Kapczynski, a pastor of Granite Creek Community Church in Claremont, and my co-host... Pastor Joel Farrelly of the First Baptist Church of Claremont. And Pastor Joel is also an artist extraordinaire. And during the Art of Faith podcast, we talk about the intersection between art and faith, what makes good faith-based art, and probably even more importantly, that there is an art to faith, our, our daily walk with God. Uh, it doesn't look the same every single day, and how you walked last year is going to be different than your walking this year. So there's an art to this thing that we called faith, and we love exploring it. Yes, we do. Very All right. much so. So today's topic, uh, Pastor Joel and I have been bad pastors in that... <laughs> <laughs> so we have not Surprise! been. We have not been very good pastors. Uh, we are self-proclaimed art snobs. Very super critical. Like we've got major problems. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So we, we have yeah, to. We still we we still need some sanctification of yeah. our critical spirit. So one of the things that that both of us have experienced in in our walk in our faith, and being people that either love art or who are artistic is that we noticed in the Christian world there is an addiction to mediocrity when it comes to producing quality works of art. Would you agree? Right. It, it, the, <laughs> the bar seems to be, in many things, set too low. Mm. And we, it's easily acceptable. It's too easily accepted just because it has a Christian message as being good. Right. Are you familiar with Francis Schaeffer? Yes. And Frankie Schaeffer? Yes. All right. So that's probably one of the bigger impacts in my life as a young person. As I read, How Then Should We Live? Or I think it's out at the top yes. of it. Yes. Francis Schaeffer's monumental work on Western civilization and its pairing with Christianity and the importance of art mm -hmm. and uh, a renaissance, which we should probably bring that up a little bit later, but a, a renaissance of a rebirth of God's creativity. Yes. And his son, Frankie Schaefer, wrote a little pamphlet book that really messed me up and that I resonated with as a young Christian. Like, I... I I read it when I was in high school, and I knew I was like frustrated with cultural Christianity mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. uh, Before we called it cultural yes, Christianity, there was just like something bugged me about it. And so Francis's little book was called "Addicted to Mediocrity." Yes, and he kind of goes over bumper sticker theology mm -hmm. and uh, cheesy clip art Christianity, mm -hmm. and and that that whole. Slap a cross on it and call it Christian. Yeah. And so like I, I had a reaction against that in the beginning. And then that book kind of just solidified it and that you know it's almost and things have gotten a lot better now than it was, you know, thirty oh. years ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, before there was Christian Christian music, there wasn't anything. It was Oh no. I mean, we had a couple of bands that you were forced to like and 
if you didn't like that style of music, you're out of luck. Oh, I remember. I remember in the '60s when Ralph Carmichael was. That was it. Huh? That was it. He was <laughs> modern music. Yeah. He's everything to me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So there was no good rock and roll. There was no good no. movies. Remember how bad Christian movies were? Oh, the Gospel Blimp. Yeah. Without onions. Yeah. The what was the cross and the switchblade? Cross and the switchblade. Which was, which was at that point in time a step up. Yeah, from the other Christian fair that was out there. Yeah, but even at that, so bad, so mediocre. But we all took our churches that, to go see. Yeah, the cross and the switch. Cross and the switchblade, because yeah. so, Pat Boone was. That's right. Was David I, Wilkerson? That's right. That's right. I forgot that. You know, and if you think about. Okay, even though it was cheesy, if Pat Boone hadn't been Pat Boone, we, the Christian arts scene would probably be decades behind. Yeah, but even that, it was hard to watch. Well, it was, and it 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 was, and it wasn't. Yeah, you know, um, I was just happy that you know somebody went out and did it, and and you know Billy Graham's kind of been it because it was a Billy Graham produced oh. picture. And um, he saw that it happened, and it's a, uh, you know, it's 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 hard to it's hard to fault them in the one sense because at least somebody's trying. trying. I know, but that's where we're getting really judgy. We shouldn't be so judgy. Yes, people are trying. trying. It's out there. Yeah, and 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 there's somebody going to respond. And you know, I have a. I have a favorite. I have a um, um, a guilty pleasure uh, favorite Christian movie, and which is it's um, facing the giants. Yeah, but see that one's good. It it is good, but it's you know I need a little. I need I need some crackers with my cheese. Yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. Um, there, it's a little cheesy for me, yeah, but I gotcha. but it's they put together a great story, and yeah. there's there's scenes in that movie. I'm like. Getting Holy Spirit chills and crying yeah. my eyes out. Yeah, it is funny how God can use some cheese with the wine, right? And yeah, but you know, we. At, I I just want us to be careful that there are those who who are so hungry to see to see um, Jesus's message represented. In movies, yes, and 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 I think that people are going to love those movies, and they're going to watch them. They right. may not be our cup of tea, which right. they're not, right? But uh, but for the most part, I I think that um, there is a place for them. We just have to. We don't have. We don't ever have to jump on the bandwagon. And nobody has to jump on any bandwagon if they don't want to, or made to feel guilty that they're not jumping on well, the bandwagon. I, I have been made to feel guilty for not watching The Chosen. <laughs> I yeah, and I okay. All right, I, so let, I have not. All right, so let's set this up. So Joel and I have not watched The Chosen. At least you watched, watched any. Of- I've I've watched a clip of it when it yeah. comes through on Instagram or something. I've watched one episode and a half, so maybe you can say maybe I've watched two, and enough to say okay, I should probably watch this. And part of the problem why I don't want to watch it is because 
I think the passion of the Christ is perfection. Like, why would you want to mess around with with the perfect thing? And so in my mind, you know, Jim Caviezel's Jesus is Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe there might be some others, but that one is like, I don't know if it can get any better. And they did it in Aramaic. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just, and it was shot so well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's one reason why I'm like, I, I can't watch a Jesus movie. But um, there has been a huge momentum, a renaissance uh, with this Chosen movie. It's captivated a lot of people in my church, and like, it, it's a big deal. Like Everybody's, everybody's seen this movie except for us. <laughs> that's true. So... So what we're going to do today is, uh, is it class? It's classified kind of as a as a a series. Yeah, it's a series. So okay. there's, I think there's at least two seasons of okay. it, and uh, they have a new Jesus. Incidentally, this G. Okay, so do you hear that uh, Greg Laurie is going to do a movie on the Jesus People Movement? No, I have he's, not heard. He's producing a movie on the Jesus People Movement, or he's involved somewhere. He's got his hands mm-hmm. in it, and. Um, Lionsgate is going to distribute it, so it's going to be a top-rate okay. distribution. Okay. And Kelsey Grammer from Cheers uh-huh. is going to play Chuck Smith. Okay. So this is, it's going to be really good or really bad. So yeah, because Kelsey Grammer is a is a is he is a good actor. Yep. He's a good actor. He's a great actor. I don't know if he's a Christian, but I I don't know either. But he's 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 done Shakespeare, and, yeah, and he's done stage acting, yeah. and he's you know quite a good actor. Yeah. I like him in the stuff that he's in. Yeah. And then in the movie, uh, the hippie that was kind of um, instrumental in the Jesus People movement. His name was Lonnie Frisbee. I don't know if you've ever Who? heard Lonnie Frisbee. You ever hear that? Yeah, name? I heard that name. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Chuck Smith was your typical Southern California pastor, right? Yeah. And then the Jesus People movement took place. Uh-huh. And so hippies were coming out of the psychedelic drug movement and getting saved and getting uh-huh. baptized. Um, incidentally, my dad was in college at, at back then it was called SEC, but now it's called Vanguard yes. uh, College. Yeah. So yes. my dad was in the dormitories there. His roommate uh, was dating a Janice Smith, which is, incidentally, my mom's maiden name, too. So they were both dating Janice Smith, and they had to figure out if it was the same woman, but it wasn't. There was just two Janice Smiths. Uh So one was my mom, and one was Chuck Smith's daughter. Yeah. And uh, Married Brian Brotherson. Yeah. Yeah. And... um, Chuck Smith says, I want to meet one of these hippies. And so my dad's roommate made the connection to Chuck Smith and introduced him to Lonnie Frisbee, who's this wild-eyed, hippie, Jesus people movement guy. Wow. And uh, definitely on the charismatic bent of things. Yes. And he went vineyard after that and well, then other things. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's kind of the short story. But... Um, the guy that's going to play Lonnie Frisbee in the movie is the guy that plays Jesus in The Chosen. Oh, wow. So he's, he's going to 
Not only be Jesus, but he's going to be a Jesus people hippie in the next okay. coming big show. All right, so we should probably jump in and watch Let's some this. of this Chosen, because we could talk too much, right? Okay, yeah. We have a problem talking too much. Preachers. Well, this, you know, podcasts are about talking. Yeah. Here we go. That's, that's right. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to show a clip uh, from The Chosen. Uh, we haven't seen it. Uh, we had some input from some friends that this was a, an important one that got them hooked. So uh, we, we pray that we won't have a critical spirit, and we ask that God helps us to be okay. fed by this. Absolutely. All right, let's give so it a So we're shot. watching for the very first very time. Very first time, a clip from The Chosen. So, did it work? I'm sorry, Lilith. Elias? What? We should talk, huh? Leave me alone. Oh, what, huh? It's going to scratch me, too. Come on. Not now. So, see. Not now. She smells anyway. I don't know what else I can do to help you. Give me that. Lots of it. That's not going to solve your problems. It's meant to distract from no them. No more preaching. Just give it to me. Lilith, please listen to what I says the Lord who created you and he who formed you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name.
Not bad. Did you feel a sense of emotion? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we have to be very careful to, because um, you and I have preconceived notions yeah. about Christ and what, right, right. what we want. And so I, I was striving to take it at face value as if I didn't know as if I didn't know anything about Jesus. And um, so there was a part of me that was trying to guess what in the Bible that they were trying to do and what it was. Yeah. And, it, and it came to me. Um, what I found myself, and I'd be interested, when, when did you first feel emotion? I think... I started feeling the gravity of it right when Jesus showed up. Okay. So before, like, okay, this is everyday life. This is Mary. She's obviously has problems. She wants to medicate. She's not listening to anybody else. Yes. She's doing her own thing. And then Jesus's presence is so palpable and not just in his physical form, but just to see her try to deal with the reality of the man mm -hmm. and that she doesn't quite understand what's going on. Yeah. I'm going along, watching it, accepting it, mm -hmm. and I had a physical reaction sure. to, to Jesus' hand coming down on hers. Yeah. And I mean, I wasn't expecting that because I was, I was like, <sighs> yeah, it was very, very strong. Yeah, it was like <sighs> he was intervening uh -huh. and stopping her, like he was violating her free will. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, and then he chases her. Yeah, and I think that that's what stood out to me the most is that. Um, the way that he goes after her, um, uh, how do I say this sensitively? Uh, and the, like in an aggressive way, not, but not forcibly aggressive. I, I think the thing, I think, I think that they did a, a, a pretty good job or a good job in declaring something about Jesus in the scripture that is declared in the Bible all the time. Yes. And that's his authority. Yes. So he's not passive. He's not passive. And he he established he he demonstrated it's demonstrated very well. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. In the film. And I and I could see the actor um I could see the actor embodying compassion yes. and authority at the, at same, the same time. time. And that and that's hard to do. It is. It's um yeah. I, I couldn't quite figure figure out if they were making a, a gesture towards it, but it almost felt like a deliverance bit there too. Yeah. So in the bar when she's trying to walk away, her hands are cramping up. Okay, so because you know we know Mary Magdalene, how many demons? Did seven. She have? Seven demons. Seven demons. Um, so it felt like that was also a deliverance. Uh huh. Um, you know, obviously they didn't full they didn't go full blown exorcist right there. Yeah. 
that's how I read into it. I don't. Did you see that too? I felt. Or, I felt. I felt that this was deliverance, and I yeah. think, and more than anything, you know, we didn't. We didn't see her. They didn't sensationalize it. Yes, and I appreciate that. Yeah, like it I just said, it. What well, you knew when she was delivered by the fact that he hugged her. Yeah, and that she broke. And she broke. Yeah, and and that's what I. That's if if the chosen is putting um, is introducing a Jesus of everyday life who is intervening everyday life. Yeah. In a non-sensational Hollywood manner, um, then bravo! Absolutely, we've had this conversation before too. Like we know that, you know, the great Renaissance Christian artists, Michelangelo, Da Vinci, Raphael, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't be painting if they were with us today. They'd be making film. Yeah, and they. That would be they. They would choose that as their medium. Oh yeah, and they would choose their. That would be the how they tell the story. Yeah, I mean, one they wanted to get their message out. They wanted to get their art out, and they wanted to impact as many people as possible. And that's what they did with their great works. Mm-hmm. And so I, they would have done something like this for sure. So I am impressed with the quality um, that they did. I, I'll confess, like I saw some other clips of. You know, people walking, you know, in the desert, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, and I don't know if it was Jesus or the apostles. And I'm like looking at some of the props. I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't fit. You know, like the you know the backpack. Like it looks like a pottery barn backpack. You know, <laughs> so it just yeah, this. that looks like from you know yeah. But yeah. so I got a little judgy when I saw some other stuff. That's another reason why. But I think, I mean. The props, the clothing, the period stuff. I think they did a decent job. Yeah, that was. I, a, I, I give it a, I give it a nine out of ten on, okay. the, on what the clip that I saw. Yeah, based on that clip. Based on that, and that's and the, yeah, this is really my introduction to the chosen. And they're shooting it like in Texas or something like that. Yeah, which is fascinating. Yeah, you know they're not on site. I mean, maybe they'll now that they're popular and successful, maybe they'll go on site. Okay, I. We saw it briefly. Yeah. I mean, we 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 saw him briefly. Yeah. Uh, do you? And question I have is: in this brief encounter with Christ, yeah, in, with Jesus, in what he does, do you want to know that Jesus better? I do. It got me. Like, okay. And again, I went in critical and hardened. Okay. But yeah, I was choking back tears. Yeah. I'm like, dang it. And so I don't know <laughs> if that's just my disposition. I mean, I don't cry at all kinds of movies, uh-huh. but that one made me cry. Yeah. And I'm wondering why. I mean, it was good. Uh huh. You know, it wasn't like Schindler's List good, but it was still good. But I wonder if it would make a non believer emotional too. Well, he certainly was approachable. Yeah. He'd be approachable for uh he's an approachable Jesus. For sure. Without without question. Yeah. Um, as opposed to other movies produced by Hollywood that Jesus is yeah. not approachable. 
Yeah, there was it the Jesus of Nazareth and the Now the, here's the You thing. like that guy though, well, right? Um I'll, let me I'll explain that in just a minute. But yeah, I did I did like him because I saw the greatest story ever told. Yeah. Um and Ma- Max von Sydow, um, a Swedish actor mm-hmm. played Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Blue eyed, right? Huh? Was he blue eyed? Yeah, he was blue eyed. Yeah. Yeah. He he played Jesus. Um he was I think he got cross the ethic. The bottom line is is they Hollywood tends to pontificate mm-hmm. with Jesus. Jesus tends to pontificate. Jeffrey Hunter, um King of Kings. Yeah, yeah. Pontificated. And um and so I I um, so I so I have an issue with that. Yeah. And you don't know what I mean by pontificate. I, I do, I do. So the, what's his name? Max what? Max, Max von Sydow. Yeah. And, he he and, died recently too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in he was in um Minority Report. Yeah. All kinds of great movies. Great yeah. character. He, I mean he's a great actor. Yeah, for sure. He's an extremely great actor. I think we like when you mean pontificate, it's like you think that every Middle Eastern person should have a British accent. Almost, almost that, and then yeah. when, and and it was, it was, it just was. He, when he, he just didn't talk. He just say, cons- yeah. And everybody, and they, and they shot the disciples. They're listening. They're all, yeah, 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 yeah. Enraptured. Now, the um, the Franco Zeffirelli, Jesus of Nazareth series, mm-hmm. played by an English. Um, once I got past the blue eyes, and once there, I got past in. that, he is so f- he was so far removed from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I, 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 once I got past that, I just watched how he reacted and how he responded, Embodied. and I just remember how he there was so he did so well in terms of compassion. Yeah. And great had great compassion. Did you see um, the Last Temptation of Christ? Yes, I did. Um, okay, <laughs> let's let's set that up before we talk about that. One. Okay, so the Last Temptation of Christ is a, a Coppola, right? Francis, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Got my Italians mixed up. Uh, Martin Scorsese did this Last Temptation of Christ based on a book. Yeah, of the same name. Of the same name. Highly, highly controversial because uh, there is a segment in the book and in the film where Jesus chooses to come off the cross to live a normal life, to marry Mary Magdalene and have children. Actually, to, um, to live with Mary and Martha. Oh. <laughs> Mary and Martha were his wives. Oh, he had two wives, huh? Nice. Um, <laughs> okay, so obviously that was very, very controversial. And in the film, there is a, uh, you know, a um, shaded uh, romantic scene between Jesus and Mary. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, offensive. And um, the Christian community, both uh, Protestant and Catholics, were up in arms. Mm hmm. Remember all the protests? Mm-hmm. But this was in the 90s? Uh, 
Yeah, late, it was, it, it, yeah, it was in the nineties. Yeah, it it wasn't. It was the end of the twentieth yeah. century. Yeah, and um, you know, the irony is, is that all these Christians were saying, "Don't go see this movie; it's blasphemy." And then, well, that was their greatest marketing tool because everybody went yeah, to go absolutely. see the movie. Now, the movie itself, in my opinion, even though it was Martin Scorsese, I thought it was kind of bad. I oh, mean, not because of the blasphemy, but it was. It per- was. I I thought it was just a bad movie. It, yeah. It, okay. Thank you. Like the production quality was terrible. The acting was mediocre. I mean, these are top-rate actors. Well, yeah. Harvey Keitel is Judas. Yeah. And it sounded like he was he was a New York gangster. Right. And probably, I think at one time he said, "What's the matter with you?" Yeah, I know. It Come was so, on. It was so bad. Yeah. And then the props were terrible. The whole thing was terrible. I yeah. mean, it, the movie would have died if it wasn't for Christians telling everybody how blasphemous it was. Yeah. Um, when William Defoe and William Defoe is one of our greatest actors, uh-huh. and he played Jesus, and probably the worst Jesus ever, ever. Yeah, whiny, complaining, passive, yeah, weak, insecure. Mm-hmm. It was really hard to stomach. That was worse than the sex scene. It was like that was that was horrible. And and here's here's the thing. While we're on this, yeah. um, Christian, we need to find Christians need to find a better way <laughs> to react to um, controversial things. I agree. My brother, who is a pastor, came up with a great idea, and he said if we had spent more money. Um, if we spent our time and money on this, he said, why, why, sh- why didn't we, we should have gone out and got a bunch of copies of the Jesus movie put out by yeah. um, Campus Crusade. Got, the, got a whole bunch of DVDs for that. Yeah. Instead of camping out at front of the, serve, at front yeah. of the movie before it started, camping out, he said, now you've seen this version. Yeah. Here's another one. Yeah. That would have been much more constructive. Yeah. Yes, and, Absolutely. Yeah. I know it's. Yeah, I was bored in the movie. It was just boring to me. Okay, the only redeeming quality for me, which I didn't have a problem with the controversial stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll think about this, right? Mm -hmm. So Jesus comes off. And that's the whole concept of the temptation, right? The last temptation was Jesus being tempted with. To come off the cross. Yeah, the Pinocchio temptation, to be a real boy. To be a real. Yeah. And so to be a man, that was his temptation. It wasn't wasn't sexual in nature. It wasn't, you know, it was for him to actually be a real man. So that was the temptation. And it he didn't actually live it out. It was just the temptation. It was just a dream. Mm-hmm. So he didn't come off the cross. He was just dreaming, like, what would it be like if I was a real boy? So that was that was the temptation. And then he chooses to stay there. So that's the redeeming quality, yeah. is that he, in the movie and in the book, he rejects that temptation for humanity. So that was the good part. Um, and a part of the, of the dream, which is fascinating to me, he's with his wife and with his kids, and he's walking through you know, some Roman ruins or whatever, and there's a preacher there. Remember this part? Yeah. Preaching the gospel. Yeah. And so here's the great, this is the greatest part of the movie. I don't recommend watching the movie because once again, we determined that the movie's lousy. 
But just trust me on this one, because this is a great idea. Jesus comes across Paul preaching mm-hmm. the gospel. Harry Dean Stanton, right? Yeah, yeah. And he is preaching the good news of the gospel message of Jesus. And then William Defoe's that get, he gets up there, he's all upset. He's like, you're lying. I'm that guy. I'm Jesus. You're lying to everybody. And then this is what was, this is what I think we can take home with this. Paul says, well, you're not my Jesus. Because my Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day. My Jesus came to preach the gospel of heaven on earth. And you're not him. So, it's, and that's kind of when he, you know, shakes out of his dream and goes back to the cross. Yeah. But that is a great thing. That's a great thing that we all have to think about is, um, like, who is Jesus to us? And in an age of doubt, um, I know Jesus, right? I I have a personal relationship with Jesus. And if somebody you know, found Jesus's tomb, right? And like, mm-hmm. here we have his bones. He's got Jesus of Nazareth on his on the on the coffin. Well, don't they do that with the Shroud of Turin? Yeah. Turin? I'd be like, all right, whatever. I, I know Jesus. I know he died on the, on the cross for, mm-hmm. for my sins and he rose again on the third day and he's coming back someday. Mm-hmm. So that, I, I'm at the point in my walk where like objective facts Sounds like a terrible thing to say, right? <laughs> yeah. But objective facts aren't going to deter me from my faith. Well, it exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the to me, there's enough. There is enough evidence. Absolutely, we have evidence. There is enough yeah. evidence whatsoever. Absolutely, you know, to to warrant faith in Jesus. Absolutely, you know, and period. Yeah, and. But here's the thing, and I think what happens is 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 we we let we let outside sources um, construct con- conform our faith and conform our faith in Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you said it. Yeah. That's not my Jesus. Jim Caviezel's my Jesus. Yeah, right. And it's easy to say. Well, that's not my Jesus. My Jesus wouldn't do that. Yeah. No. And I think the art of faith is to let Jesus, revealed by the Holy Spirit in Holy Scriptures, reveal himself to us and let Jesus, let the Spirit of Christ uh, manifest himself to us. Yeah. So we say, that's my Jesus. My Jesus is that one who puts his hand yeah. upon somebody who is untouchable, yeah. puts his hand and, 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 and announces with that hand, simple hand on her hand, yeah. I'm in charge. Yeah. I like the chosen Jesus. I do. I like, I like him too. I think he works. And I can... I want him to know him more. I want to know him more too. Because I think... Obviously, the impact of this series is so important that there's a momentum behind it. So we'll just say, we'll just believe that the Holy Spirit's in this. Yeah. It's like the new Jesus movie. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I think I, it's. 
you know, I'd be interested if anybody were to were listening here, um, in listening to us. I'd be interested in hearing if if the last temptation of Christ was instrumental for them coming to know Jesus. That's a good question. I, I yeah, uh, you know, I would. Um, yeah, if you uh, watched The Last Temptation of Christ and you got to know Jesus better, we would like to know. I'd like, like to, to know yeah, that. Just, I don't know, comment and, or something, you and know, we'll, we'll look it, into it. Again, I liked the movie. It wasn't my cup of tea. You know, yeah. it, it it just wasn't. And for, for several reasons, apart from that final scene, I too remember that scene, and I too, yeah. it was important. Um, it, was a, it was a philosophical statement. Yes, it was. On on a, a personal relationship with Jesus. It was and, it was a powerful powerful statement about the power of the gospel. Yeah. I had this little it's kind of a gotcha test. So I'll just go ahead and I got a little gotcha test on you so just I'm not, I don't I don't want to sucker anybody into this, but I I do I think I just want us to think about this for a second. Uh-huh. Um if you found a time machine. Actually, we have a time machine in our church. At Granite Creek Community Church, we have a time machine. We literally have a time machine in the kids' ministries. I had and, one in my did, kids' did, ministry, did too. And, I made it. And, and, yeah, we, yeah. Um, characters come out of it. There's yeah. steam and lasers. There's even a flux capacitor. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. But let's just say that it actually worked. Uh-huh. I mean, big giant question is, where would you go? Okay. Where would you go, Joel, if you had a time machine? Oh, well, if I had a time machine? Yeah, that worked. Mm. I know. <sighs> well, I would hope you want to go see Jesus. Well, I would want to go see Jesus. Okay. You know, I, 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 I really but clearly would. you're thinking about something else. Where else would you want to go? All right, it can't be in your own lifetime. Okay, there you All go. Right, this is, I, I you would, can't go back to high school, Joel. I would want to... I would want to um, go back in time... And um, follow. Be in the crowd that be in the crowd that followed Jesus around, um, yeah. according to the Gospel of Mark. Awesome. All right. Me too. I mean, I would want to go and see Jesus too. So here's my gotcha question that I've, I used to ask people to, you know, get a rise out of people, is that let's say, I mean, most people are going to want to go. Most Christians are going to want to go see Jesus, right? So you get into the time machine, you go back to the first century, and you're following Jesus around. You're at the campfire at night. Uh, maybe you're even um, you're at the Sea of Galilee. You see the fish being multiplied. You see all the miracles that you read about. And then at night you see Jesus sneak off and, you know, he's snorting coke and hanging out and actually going to the brothels and he is sinning and you actually catch him doing all of these horrible things. Mm -hmm. What would that do to your faith? Now, of course you'd be shattered, right? It's mm -hmm. like having your hero, finding out your hero is a fallen person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that I've asked that question, it's like, well, I would no longer be a Christian. And then my question to you, 
or to them that say, oh, I would just lose my face. I would just walk away altogether if, that, if I saw Jesus do those things. And then my question would be, well, how do you know that the time machine is not a deception from the devil? How do you know what reality is? Mm-hmm. How do you know that it just wasn't all fake? Mm-hmm. And they would respond, well, that's, this is a hypothetical question. I'm like, exactly. So how do you know what is real? And the only, I mean, this is tough. I mean, from our point of view, we have an objective book called the Bible, and then we have a subjective faith that's directed by the Holy Spirit. Okay. The scenario that you set up yeah. is um, is not the is not the is not the Jesus as portrayed by the Bible. Correct. It's um, because you you know he said that he he participated in a sinful acts. Yeah. He didn't. Right. <laughs> so that would be so the mature believer would see that and go, uh-huh. oh, I'm being deceived. Right. Well, here's here's the other. Right. Here's the thing I think is more realistic. We know a lot. You and I. What if, what if we went back there, and Jesus, a sinless being, but he was a jerk. Right. <laughs> I mean, he. You, you know, he. Yeah. He. You. Because I know a lot of lovers of Christ, and they're abrasive. And yeah. some of them are abrasive. Some of them act like they're always right. Some of them have their nose up in the air. And I just don't like them. I don't yeah. want to hang out with them. And so I think we have to be careful with that. Jesus, in the, from the Pharisees' point of view, Jesus was a jerk Yeah. from that point yeah, of view. Yeah, he was lighting them up. And it isn't, and it isn't until you know him. Yeah. Like I... You know, let me let me just. You and I had different impression, first impressions of one another, mm-hmm. didn't we? We did for sure. And I had a, a perceived, prejudged attitude for sure. Yeah, I considered you a bit of a snob yep. and looked down on the rest of us mm-hmm. at first. And it wasn't until I walked with you and talked with you and got to know you. That I found a dear yeah. brother, yep. and and so this is this is why, in one sense, we have to be very careful to let Jesus reveal Himself to us, yeah. as opposed to letting it be dictated by others, yeah. by cinema, yeah. by stories. I think that is a very powerful art, right there. Right, letting Jesus reveal, continue to reveal. To reveal, reveal himself, himself to us. And I think what I have at least learned in today's lesson uh-huh. is that he can reveal himself in this actor uh-huh. and in Jim Caviezel and in Max. Uh-huh. I don't think we should pigeonhole him like I do and did. Like Jim Caviezel's the nigga, he's, he's the perfect Jesus. That's the only Jesus for me. Yeah. And, I mean, and you know this, in our walk and in our maturity, we're never going to figure it out. No. But the, there's more and more revelation 
as you know, the older that we get, the more mature we get. That's what's fascinating about our faith. The, the Jesus I know now in my life, I didn't know in the early years of me being a Christian. Yeah. Uh, and and Jesus revealed Himself to me when I was the Jesus. I began to know Jesus and really know him and love him is when I was in my, and in, in you and I talked about it off camera, <laughs> when I was in my most broken yeah. and living in a studio apartment in Riverside um, after some extreme brokenness, lost everything mm. and was living, was living my own life, living, living a, um, a sinful life. There's no other way of putting it. And living in that apartment. And I had a chair in the corner of my of my studio apartment um, that when there wasn't dirty laundry thrown on it, sat empty. And I distinctly remember several times out of the corner of my eye Jesus sitting in that chair. Mm. See, I thought I thought because of my sin, Jesus wouldn't be present with me. Because of my because of my yeah. choices, he'd want nothing to do with me. Right. But he just sat there. Mm. And he was non-judging. It's almost that he was waiting for me and and I guess I want to say that sometimes we especially when we're saying Jesus is far from us and I have and I and I felt that and I still feel that when I make poor choices that Jesus is far from me and that's far from the truth yeah I know that it you know when he says that where I am you may be also it's true yeah in the dark moments and in, even in, in the, the dark sin, moments i'm here yeah. i'm here with you yeah i'm here yeah. and um and and that's i know there's some people who are listening to this that who are on a very brand new journey yeah with jesus yeah and i'm excited for you and it's your journey it's yours and him and he's going to He's going to have conversations with you that he won't have with anybody else but just you. Um, so I didn't mean to. No, that's good. I think on that note, let's put a bow on this one. All right. If you like this one, uh, maybe we'll do another chosen clip. I would love that. All right. We'll probably do another chosen clip. Thanks for watching The Art of Faith. Uh, God bless you guys. If you want us to pray for you, put something in the comments, and we would love to pray for you guys. God bless. See you next time.